All right, so what I want to talk about today is I titled this, and I know this is good, and I know this is for somebody because God changed my heart yesterday morning about 1030 and switched the gears to go in this direction. So this is for somebody here today, and I hate it when he does that. I'm like, please, Lord, no, I'm all ready for the other one, but that's okay. I was obedient, and I followed it, and so here we are. So I titled this, Hiding God's Word in Your Heart, Hiding God's Word in Your Heart. And the scripture I'm going to use for this today is Psalms 119, verses 10 and 11. And some of you probably remember this from Sunday school. Well, this was used kind of of common in the Sunday school, but you know what? It has a place in our lives today. But Psalms 119, 10 and 11, it says, I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. All right, now let's talk about it. Your heart, just a minute. We're not talking about your natural beating heart here, right? We're talking about your heart, your spirit, your inside man, the center of your very being is what we're talking about. In other words, that's who you are, all right? And remember this, the words that you speak out of your mouth reflect what's on the inside of you, what's inside your heart, what's inside your spirit. In other words, what you truly believe, all right? Now, and, you, and, you, and as a pastor, I see this a lot with people that are believing for a breakthrough from God, whether it be for healing or finances or whatever, and they'll tell you, you know, yes, I'm, I'm believing God for this, for, for this to happen. I'm believing God for this, this victory. And then two minutes later, this, out of the same words coming out of their mouth will be a defeat. It will be a, a, of, of how bad their situation is. See, they're, they're speaking what they truly believe from inside their heart, inside their spirit, all right? And a lot of people, a lot of people do that. So, we need to truly believe God's Word and believe that He's going to do what He says that He's going to do, all right? Now, how are we going to do that? Simply put, we need to make sure that we're studying and reading God's Word so that we can build up our faith, all right? Remember, faith and believing comes from Romans ten seventeen. Faith come by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Now, and let me say this. We've got to understand we are in a daily battle, okay, against evil. And there's a lot of people that will argue with you today that say that that's not true. But it is very true. There is an evil one called Satan, and he's trying to bring you down. You need to understand that. And that being said, you need to understand that this time... There's never been a time more important to have the right foundation established in your heart. All right? Simply put, you need to put the Word of God as your foundation in your place, in your heart, or in your spirit. All right? And that gives you the confidence by faith to know that God is in control no matter what's happening in your life. And listen, we all go through ups and downs. Some of them, some of them are worse than others. But you got to understand and remember that we serve, we serve a sovereign God who is in control, and He was said in His Word that He will use whatever you go through for your good, and you got to believe it and know it and know that no matter what, He's got your back, and He's going to see you to the other side. He's going to see you through it. Amen? Now, in Psalms 119.11, it says, what God's telling us right here in the, with the psalmist, he's telling us to hide God's Word inside your heart or in your spirit. Put His Word there, okay? And the reason being is so that when sin comes along, that you know how to handle it. You know what to say, how to react, 
because you have his word on the inside of you. All right? And what's really cool, if you look at the, the Hebrew or the original, that's the original language that's written in, okay? You see that the word hidden means to hide a great, as a great treasure. Well, that's God's word. All right? Remember that. That's God's word, that great treasure. And if you study the word, as you all should, you'll realize the only weapon that we've been given to defeat the enemy, which is the devil himself, is the word of God. That's it. We don't have a machine gun, a devil shooting gun. We don't have anything like that. Unfortunately, it's not that easy. We have the Word of God. All right? So, what does that mean? That means that you guys are going to have to do a little work. You're going to have to push yourself a little bit and take time to learn the Word, learn the Scriptures, learn to quote the Scriptures when the enemy rises against you. Come on. And watch him turn from you and flee. And he will. Scripture clearly says, resist the devil and he will flee. All right? Now, what are the areas where uh, you can put God's word in your heart or hide God's word in your heart? Well, one of the main ways is scripture memory. Okay? And this is where we, a lot of times, we drop the ball right here. We don't take the time to lose, I mean, to remember scripture to memorize scripture and some of you are sitting out here thinking well you know what pastor i made it through high school i got out of there and i don't want to go back to school i ain't thinking nothing else about school listen don't do that don't do that be intentional about your life set some goals for your life some natural goals some spiritual goals listen those dreams that you have those if you're committed and serving God those dreams you have those were God-given dreams to put you in a place to walk out the will that he has for you and to give you a platform to, to reach and to impress and to impact so many more people be willing and intentional to go after those dreams all right very very important and it starts by memorizing scripture Okay, when you have the scripture memorized, when the enemy comes up against you, now you have a weapon. Now you have something that you can pull out. You can speak against him. You can speak, confess over your situation. All right. And it helps keep you positive and keep you encouraged. All right. Think about a football player. He doesn't go out on the field without his pads. If he did, he wouldn't last very long. All right. So you need to have the defense of the scripture, but you need to have it inside you. You need to have it in your heart. It needs to become a part of who you are. Because listen, sooner or later, we're all going to be hit with struggles. And we're all going to be hit with having to make decisions. And I'm going to tell you, the past two to three weeks have been really hard for the people of Compass Church. It's the reason I closed the service out last week. Had everybody come down so we could stand together as one unified body, one unified family, releasing our faith for one another, agreeing and resisting the enemy on their behalf. All right? Because listen, a lot of times that happens when the enemy himself is just trying to stop us from moving to the next step. And now we're not going to have that. We're not going to, as your pastor, I'm not going to have it. I was up here last night and I was going down the list of everybody's name, calling it by name, praying the word of God over you, praying for you, praying success for you, all right, and, and rebuking Satan on your behalf as your pastor. Glory to God. Learn to do that for yourself and for your family. Amen. Learn to do it. All right. Remember, life is a battle. 
Okay, there is a battle going on right now between good and evil. Ephesians 6.17 says, Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. There it is, that Word. That's your sword. That's your weapon. Alright? Now, through God's Word, through all the truths and the principles of it, God has given us everything for this life. Alright? Everything we need, God has given us. Alright? 2 Peter 1.3 says, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. But, He gave it to us, but we have to be prepared for battle whenever necessary. Alright? Fight the good fight of faith. 1 Timothy 6.12 But you've got to realize that battle's real. Okay? It's real, and you've got a choice to make every day. So you need to choose to put on the armor of God daily, just as He instructed. And then when you know God's Word in your heart, and then you protect it, all right, then you can pull that Word out just like you can a two-edged sword, and you can knock down anything the enemy brings against you. Amen? You can. You can do it. Now, let's make it really simple. Let's bring it down to earth. You know, you, you know, I like to make it simple. Hiding God's Word in your heart simply means to memorize and meditate on God's Word. Alright? Memorize and meditate on God's Word. Now, I want to give you seven benefits of having God's Word in your heart. Seven benefits. And it, it listen. Well, we'll get that in a minute. Seven benefits. Number one. When you have God's Word in your heart, you have a prayer life that is strong. And I put meaningful in here because you ever been sitting there praying to God and you just feel like you're just grasping? You just have nothing to say, you know? It's difficult, all right? And, and if you've ever been there, I would have to say, where's your spiritual growth level at? Because, see, when you have the Word of God on the inside of you and, and you've cultivated and you have that relationship with God, when it's on the inside of you, your prayer life just flows naturally. It's strong. It's meaningful. It has purpose. You're communicating with your Heavenly Father, your Creator, the one that has given you a purpose and given you a plan for your life. Glory to God. So that's the number one benefit. The number two benefit of having God's Word in your heart is it automatically gives you a positive outlook on life simply because of your faith in God. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God. It comes by the Word of God. Alright? So if you're reading that Word and putting it in your heart and put it in your spirit, come on, it helps you have the confidence to share your faith. That would be the third benefit. Confidence to share your faith. How many of you ever... Well, I won't ask that because I think if everybody was honest, I don't know very few people that are really comfortable just sharing their faith. I mean, and, and, and if you really asked everybody and they were totally honest, they haven't shared their faith a whole lot because it just always seems like it's just a little awkward right now. I'm not going to do that. But listen, the more you put this word on the inside of you, and the more it becomes a part of your very being, the more of who you are, that's where the boldness will come in. That's where the confidence will come in. And listen, we are in a hard time. You just look at what's happening around the world. 
There is such a such a, 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 a move going on right now to view what is wrong as what is good. I mean, so many things are getting twisted in so many ways. What does that tell me? That tells me we're in a hard time. Some people are saying we're coming into the end times. I don't know. Nobody knows that. But listen, what that does tell me is that we need to have that boldness and that confidence to share our faith because that's what we're called to do, to share the gospel. You need to be willing to go in the gas station where you buy gas. And if God drops it on your heart and basically puts it on you that you feel the need to talk with someone about Him, you need to be confident and comfortable enough to walk up and do that. All right? You've got to do it. Because, listen, that's what we're called to do. We're not called to live our job, live our life, work our job, go to church on Sunday, and that be it. No, we're called to more than that. More to that. And everybody has a part to play. All right? And everybody... You've got to learn to view your life as a ministry. Where you are right now, I don't care if you're working a job and you see the same two people every day, or if you work for a job where you travel and you see hundreds of people every day, that's your ministry. Learn to see that. And then learn to see the value in who you are and understand that you are a minister in one aspect or another. And, and learn to, to be bold in who you are in Christ and understanding that you are a son and daughter of Christ and see the value in yourself. And take advantage of those opportunities because you all have a realm of influence. Everybody in here, a realm of influence. My question would be, what are you doing within your realm for the advancement of the kingdom of God? Amen. Now, number four, put this one in here for Chelsea. All right. This benefit of having God's word in your heart gives you wisdom to make good choices. And it does. It does. Because listen, when you've got to make choices or decisions, What's the first thing you should do? Go to God's Word. What does God's Word say about it? All right? That's what you should do. All right, should I go, uh, I'm going on this date if you're single, and man, she's a hottie. Man, she's hot. Golly, I'm so, I don't know why she's going out with me, but I'm going out with her. So temptation starts coming in. Fault starts coming in. All right, and you start thinking, well, how far should I take this date? Well, first, go to the Word of God, and what does the Word of God say about it? All right? Now, so that's, that's where that wisdom comes from, from the Word of God, to make good choices. So everybody needs to be making good choices. Amen? Now, number five, the, number, the fifth benefit of having God's Word in your heart is it brings you encouragement when times get tough. And listen, times are, we're all going to hit tough times. You know, I'm not, somebody tell me, said, Pastor, why do you keep speaking that over? I'm not speaking that over. I'm telling you the truth. Because you have an enemy that's trying to knock you down. But I believe that you're going to overcome it. All right? And you're going to overcome it by the Word of God. By the power in His Word. And your faith in His Word. Amen? Now, the sixth benefit of having God's Word in your heart is it's a good defense against temptation and sin. And this is where... Listen, Jesus Himself was tempted. And I I bet if I asked the question who was tempted this week well i could raise a hand up everybody's tempted in one way or another to sin in one way or another it can be a little sin or a big sin but you know what god doesn't view it as a little sin or a big sin a sin is a sin you don't the temptation may come where you fall into trouble is when you yield to the temptation all right when you have the word of god on the inside of you 
And it's who you are. When that temptation comes, you're quick to stand on the Word because you know what the Word says. You're quick to speak it over your situation if need be. Or it helps you quickly make the decision to not fall into the temptation or sin that comes before you. Amen? Now, the seventh benefit of having God's Word in your heart is it gives you a deeper and more intimate relationship with God. Boom. You should have known I was going to put that one in there. I put it in there about every week. All right? But that relationship is vital. All right? And the way you grow your relationship with God is by reading and studying and feeding on His Word and putting it in you and making it who you are. All right? Now, these benefits are available to anybody. But watch this. They're available to anybody who chooses to dig deeper into God's Word and put it into their heart. It's a choice. Listen, when we went to, when we went to Bible college, the first thing they told us in orientation, they said, let me tell you right now, I want to make sure everybody knows how to spell ministry. They stood right there in front of all 1,500 of us. They said, I want to make sure you know how to spell ministry. Do you all know how to spell ministry? W-O-R-K. All right? That's exactly what they said. W-O-R-K. Because it is work. And listen, your ministry that you're in, this is what I'm talking about. You need to see your life, all right, where you're at as your ministry. It means that you're going to have to work a little bit at it. Even in your life. Look, don't live your life floating around on a cloud. I don't have to do nothing. I just get up every morning and eat my Cheerios and I just deal with whatever comes my way. No, don't do that. Have a spring in your step. Go after those goals. Come on. You know, be intentional to push yourself, to kick yourself in the behind. I think everybody can say that at one point or another we need to good kick in the behind. I know I do. All right? But learn to do that. Learn to choose to go after God's Word and put it into your heart and make it who you are. Because that's your weapon. That's, that's, your, that, that's, what, that's what you get to ta- take out and to use to defeat the enemy. Alright? It's just simply taking responsible for your, responsibility for your life. That's all it is. You know, we started the church and talking about you need to learn to take responsibility for your life. And, and, and I mean, you could go on into saying that you need to take responsibility for your actions also, but you need to take responsibility for your life. Nobody's going to do it for you. And too many Christians today survive off the fact that somebody's praying for them. I'm just living, doing what I want to do, but my wife's praying for me. No. Take responsibility for your own life. What direction are you going in? What direction? It's, dads, if you're, you are the spiritual leader of your family. Come on, set an example. You're the one that needs to be praying over your kids and your wife and your finances because you are the spiritual leader. That doesn't mean you don't, you don't allow your wife to, to help you with the finances because she's good with money. I mean, that's fine. But you still need to know where you are, how, how, how do you need to be praying. Come on. So, choose to grow. Choose to grow. Now, according to 119.11, it says that we, should, we should treat the Scriptures just like a treasure, our priceless gift, and make every effort to make them close to our heart and keep them there, right? That's when you can pull them out, when you're attacked, and then you can kick some devil booty with it. And I love the second part of this verse. It says, that I might not sin against you. Well, that's obedience. 
Ooh, that's a word that a lot of people don't like to talk about. But this is an area where a lot of Christians struggle. I can't tell you how many times I've heard in the past people say, Pastor, I just cannot, I have the hardest time obeying what God tells me to do. Well, to start with, you need to understand that this Bible, your Bible, all right, that is your procedure manual for your life as you walk this earth. It's it. That's it. It is. Now, if you have a procedure manual for your job where you work, guess what? You're going to learn it because you're going to know what you need to know so you can draw that check on Friday, right? Well, you need to know what you need to know from this from His Word, God's Word, so you can walk out the plan that He has for you and walk in the victory that He has for you. Walk in the success that He's called you to walk in in this life that we walk in. Alright? Right now. And remember, obedience to God will flow naturally from a heart that treasures God's Word. It just comes natural. It just You automatically want to please God. It just it's, it's really cool when you get a revelation and you get to a point to where <clears throat> excuse me to where it's working in your life that way. It's so awesome. Now, somebody here is probably saying, "All right, pastor, come on, get to the point. How do I hide God's word in my heart?" All right? Well, for you guys, there's a lot of ways, but I'm going to take you back to Sunday school. Take you back to Sunday school. All right? And the best ways to start with is memorizing scripture. All right? And this is Basically what we teach back there in elementary. Memorize the scriptures. So I want to give you some practical tips to do this. And this is, these are, some of these are probably dated for you technology people, but that's okay. These are the ones that I used. All right? And I know they work. So, number one, set realistic goals when it comes to memorizing scripture. All right? Learning a verse a week is a whole lot better than learning a chapter a week. <coughs> We all may not be as gifted as Keith Matthews back there. He can probably learn the, you know, two or three chapters or maybe the whole book, you know. But, you know, he's special. <laughs> but let me say this about this also about learning. There is a, 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 a mindset, and I don't mean to take a rabbit trail here, but somebody needs this. There is a mindset in our culture today that, uh, thank you, that, the enemy has convinced us. Understand, he works off of deception. So he tries to deceive you. Well, he has got so many people deceived into believing that they're just not smart enough to do whatever it is that God's called them to do. Listen, I don't care how bad you were in high school. I don't care how bad you were in college. You may have just got by by the seat of your pants. It doesn't matter. The simple truth is, if God called you to do something, don't you fall into the fact that the Satan's trying to lie and tell you you're a dummy, you're an idiot, you can't do this, you can't, you can't, you can't. Remember, it's not you doing it in your strength, it's God doing it through you. He's just looking for an obedient vessel that is willing to come out and say, I'm committed to serve you. Listen, He gave you a helper, the Holy Spirit, who will bring things back to your remembrance when you need it. But first, you've got to read it. You've got to read it. But listen, don't fall. Listen, if the enemy's telling you that you're not smart enough to accomplish whatever it is that God's called you to do, I want you to know right now, that is a lie from the pit of hell. Don't fall into that. Don't fall. You all, we all have different levels of learning. I understand that. I understand that. But don't let it stop you. Don't let it stop you. Now, 
The second tip to memorizing scripture is find a quiet place and a quiet time to do it. This was always hard at our house because we had seven kids and not a very big house. So, but it's very important. And you know, on this note, attention spans are so short today. All right, and I'm not picking on anybody or anything like that. But it's just true. It's, it's, it's where we are with the technology now. It pushes us to go everything you know, to go faster, faster, faster. So people have a very short attention span. I was actually talking last time I was in Oklahoma. I was talking to one of the speech teachers there in. Uh, and I asked him, I said, how are things going, you know, because he's been there for 20 years. And he said, well, he said, the hardest thing for, for me to do is to teach these guys how to get a message, to make their point, prepare it, and get it out in a 30-minute message because people won't sit much longer than that. And that's sad. That's really sad. But that's where we are. And that being said, find you a quiet place where you can focus. Leave the phone Somewhere else. Because, listen, that's a distraction. Okay? Every time it beeps, you're going to be, oh, what is that? Oh, okay, I'm back. Oh, what's that? Oh, here we go. Listen, there are some people that can't even sleep through the night without it dinging, and they're like, mm-hmm, what is it? You know, don't, don't be that person. Now, number three, learn to read the verse out loud. All right? You will, you will take in and keep more that you hear than you read. Okay, when you hear it, it's like cementing it into your spirit, into your heart, into your mind, okay? So read it out loud. And then the other thing is you're also building your faith because word, faith comes by hearing the Word of God. So your spirit is hearing it when you read. It sounds kind of silly, but read it out loud. Now, number four, this one, <laughs> you know me, I like to make it simple. Break the verse down into natural phrases, you don't have to keep all the these and thous, and with all the translations now, there's pretty simple translations to read, all right? But make it easier for you to read, easier for you to understand, all right? Now, number five, learn the reference along with the Scripture. It's very important because, listen, when you're, when you're out and whatever and God drops a Scripture on your heart, and that's just where you're driving around and all of a sudden a Scripture comes to mind, all right, when that happens, that's the Holy Spirit dropping that on your heart for a reason. Well, you need to know where to find that Scripture. Okay, so always it's just good to learn the reference when you're memorizing the Scripture. Now, this next one is my favorite, and you guys are going to laugh at me because this is kind of old school. But number six, write the verse on a card and put it somewhere where you see it. Next to your bed, on your mirror, on the dash of your car. And then as you learn it, Keep your cards and then just stack them up and then just watch. And it's kind of encouraging to see, see the progress that you're making. Now, number seven, find an accountability partner. Because listen, most of us, a few days into this, we're going, I'm done. I'm done with this. All right, football's on. You know. Now, find somebody that's going to hold you accountable, somebody you trust and somebody you love and somebody that will encourage you. All right, and then you do the same for them. Now, next, number eight, learn to relate the verses to what's going on to, into your life right now. That's an easy way for you to, to, uh, to remember it. Just relate it to what's happening in your, li- in your life. And lastly, and this is the most important, and that is 
Quitting is not an option. Okay? The only failure in Scripture memory is to quit. And we do not quit. I will not be defeated and I will not quit. All right? You need to have that attitude. (laughs) Now, that's just a few tips. And there's plenty of them. But that'll help you get started. All right? And And another way that gets overlooked today to put God's Word in your heart is to choose to meditate on God's Word. Now, I know somebody out there right now said, ooh, there's that word. What is that? You know, Don't let this word scare you. And let me say this. If you're thinking about burning incense or some kind of chanting when you hear meditate, all right, you're going in the wrong direction. Turn around. Come on back. Because, listen, meditate literally means to digest. Okay? And this is... And, and so, so learn to sit still, sit quiet in your quiet place, and ponder over the verse. Okay, feed on the verse. Let it sink in. Maybe read it two or three times. Read it over and over. And then while you're doing this, talk to God. All right, God, what is it you're trying to show me here? All right, God, how can I how can I apply this to what's happening in my life? What is you know? Talk with Him. Talk with Him with a teachable heart, remaining humble. Very important. Listen, I know we all believe that we're the most brilliant people in all of Auburn. But we all have to have a humble heart, teachable heart. Listen, some of the greatest businessmen in the world will tell you that they got where they are because they remained humble. That means they went into every situation with the confidence that they knew what they knew, but they were looking for that in that situation to see what they could learn. Even though they knew it all, but they always looked for them what they could learn for the next meeting or the next encounter, all right? So listen, it's okay to be humble. You don't have to, you have nothing to prove, nothing to prove. And and what's really cool is when you meditate on the Scripture, and and it starts, you start, God starts revealing things to you, then, then the Scripture becomes a part of who you are, and then you learn to talk about Scripture confidently in your conversations, all right? Some of us now, we avoid talking about Scripture around anybody. Well, I don't want to offend anybody. You know, They may not read the Bible. I don't want to offend them. Well, you know what? That's who you are. It's not a matter of offending them. Just reading. Talk about the Scripture. That's okay. Alright? That's okay. And then you start looking for opportunities to share how God's working in your life. That's where your small group comes in. Or where your, your friends at work. Alright? Now, one of the best ways to hide... God's Word in your heart, or to get it in your spirit, is to keep a journal. And I know a lot of you don't like to write, but listen, a journal makes such a difference. Such a difference. Now, if you were here Wednesday night, we had some of the pretty journals printed up with Compass Church on them. They're out there on the table. See, that's one of the perks of being here on Wednesday night. You get one. So, but listen, on Wednesday night, we go a little deeper, and there's a lot of notes to be taken. But, uh, a journal will change your life if you use it and use it correctly. And it doesn't have to be anything special. Keep it just a small notebook, something where you can keep by your bed, keep by your Bible. And listen, use it as your spiritual journal. Journal. Anytime God puts something in your heart, write it down. Put a date right there. Write it down. Anytime you need to pray and ask God for something, write it down. Put a date right there. And then... And six months later, when he answers the prayer, you can go back and check that off. You're encouraging yourself. 
All right? But learn to write down all of your thoughts. Learn to keep your sermon notes together right there with her. You can thumb back through and you can study the message three weeks ago without having to go back and pull up the podcast and listen to the whole thing. Because listen, God tells you different things during the message than He tells this person over here. And so you need to write that down. And it goes back to what I was talking about, the importance of, of your focus and our focus and being able to stay focused for long lengths of time. See, if you don't write it down, you're going to forget it. You're going to forget it. You know, you'll hear this, you'll hear this awesome part of a sermon. You're like, wow, that really speaks to you. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Two weeks later, you can't even remember one word of what it was said. You need to write it down and reread it and reread it. And then if it's a prayer, write it down. Check it off when God answers the prayer. And also write down what, who you're praying for. Who are you, you know, who are you praying for? What's your prayer list? Writing it down makes a big, big difference. Big difference. I can't, I, I can't emphasize that enough. It just, it, I still have mine from when I first got saved, and it's so funny to go back and look through there and, and see what, <laughs> what is in there, but I've come a long way. But glory to God, it's, really, it's also interesting and very encouraging to see where I started and where I'm at today. Amen. But don't lose focus. Now, I want to close with this. All right? We've all been given the responsibility to guard our hearts. All right? And keep track of the things that we hide in our heart. Okay? So I want you to ask yourself honestly. I'm not calling anybody out or trying to condemn anybody or anything because we all need to ask ourselves this question regularly. What's in there? What's in there right now? You got anger in there? Maybe lust? Maybe bitterness? Or maybe for men, what about you may have images in there from a movie or from the internet. Come on. I, I, was, I was counseling a, a, a gentleman in Oklahoma and he told me this. He said... He was having a pornography issue, about to lose his family. And we were sitting there and we were talking and meeting over coffee. And he said, he said Pastor, he said, I can still see the very first pornographic image that he saw as an 11-year-old boy. I can still see it in my mind. So men, you're very visual. Those things don't just disappear, don't just go away. Be very careful what you put up there. Because sometimes... You know, the devil will use it to haunt you. He'll use it to haunt you. And listen, if you're struggling with any of this, maybe it's because you have more of the world's wisdom in your heart than the true wisdom of God. You know? So what are you, what are you, what are you putting in before your eyes? What are you allowing in your ears? Alright? And remember this, if you're having a hard time finding God and following Him, Hiding God's Word in your heart will encourage spiritual growth simply by guarding against the things that hurt you, okay, or displease God. So that being said, remember Philippians 4.8. It says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Be aware of what you allow 
in front of your eyes and in your ears. And always be aware of what you're exposing yourself to. Listen, if you're constantly feeding on things of the world, you know, a lot it's hard to even go to a movie now. It really is. Because you gotta really you gotta weigh it all out and balance it all out. And what's really sad is Satan has convinced the the, the movie makers to always add in something that's just borderline bad. Always. Always. It's just a trick. He deceived us into thinking that's the way the movies have to be in order to draw a crowd. Alright? But we have to take a stand to be different, right? We do. And it's a choice. It's a choice. You've got to choose to be different. But listen, if you're constantly feeding on all that, I want to remind you, you're not taking full responsibility for your life. You're not. I want to encourage you today as you go to choose God, choose to fill your heart and your spirit with His Word. Come on, keep putting it in there. Keep putting it in there. Keep standing in faith. Keep believing God. And then watch God take your life into a new direction. And He'll do it. He will do it. He will do it. Well, I hope you got something out of that. I hope, I, know, I, hope uh, I think that was for somebody here. But we all could benefit by doing that. Because listen, for you to walk in the success of what God's called you to do, you have to have His Word, His living Word, being a part of you and a part of who you are. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I just thank You for this day and this opportunity to, to stand before these people and to share what, what You've told me to share and what You've shared with me, Father. I praise You for it. And Father, I, I lift up each and every person that's a part of this church right now. And I lift up everybody that may be struggling with this. I lift up anybody that, that may not understand or may not be willing to, to push themselves to apply Your Word to their life, to put Your Word into their heart, to develop that relationship with You. Father, I pray that that encouragement will come. And listen, I pray... That if they don't listen to me, Father, I pray that the right person will come along and cross their path that they will listen to, Father, because I want the best for them. I want success for them. I want them to walk in your victory that you've called them to walk in, Father. And we praise you, praise you so much. We praise you for the victory over every life that's a part of Compass Church. We've had some bumpy roads the past couple of weeks, Father. We'll continue to rebuke Satan on behalf of the church and behalf of every person. We resist Him and we watch Him flee. And Father, I pray that You're going to use, and I know that You're going to use every situation and every struggle in everybody's life. You'll use it for their good. And Holy Spirit, I pray that You come and You give each and every person that comfort, that joy, that unexplainable joy, and that wisdom to make decisions through the struggle or through the rough time. I pray that You're right there with them. They're on their shoulder. You're right there encouraging them as they walk through it and know that they know that they know that God is going to see them through. Now, I want to close out with every head bowed and all eyes closed. If there's anybody here and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I just want to take one minute and I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand because I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. I mean, guys, we live in a, we're in a hard time in life. A hard time. It's time to make that right. If that's anybody in here, just really quick, if that's you, just slip your hand up. I want to take just a minute and pray with you. I want to 
I don't want, nobody's going to call you out and make fun of you. 